awake right now? Are you sure? Are you really sure? Are you absolutely sure? Why don't you don't jump out the window to check if you're awake? open our lines for all your sexy stories. Oh, it looks like we got someone on line 69. They're all line 69. Don't mind him, that's just the producer. Go ahead, Carter. Hi, is this line 69? Oh, it is, sweetie. Oh, well, I've got this story for you. I've got this man. He's so into radio, and this is the thing. I drop that needle and it spins around those curves and oh, he goes a while. Oh, he does. And I stop it just at minute oh, 69. Oh, expanding oh. the pleasure. I love it, darling. Oh. I love it. Not long after I arrived on the shores of the island, my home and my cell, I witnessed a shipwreck. It were night, the weather were poor. A small fishing boat was forced upon the rocks, its belly torn open. The rules that govern my employment are specific. I am not a lifeguard. The light I maintain is so important I may take no action that endangers my life to save another. Even so, I ran the downward spiral for this tower faster than I knew I could. I tossed the life ring to the drowning fisherman, and amid the spray, I did my best to haul him in. Sleet and waves battered my eyes shut. The rocks were slippery, and the currents that pulled on the fishermen threatened to drag me with them. Somehow my footing was sure, but not so the grip of the three of the four fishermen. They lost hold of the rope and were swept out to sea. But one remained who caught hold of the life ring. My arms burning with exertion, the rope cutting the meat of my hands. I pulled with all the strength I could muster. The last fisherman stumbled onto shore. He was as weak and as tired as I was, stumbling even after leaving the water. I ran to him to lend the more fragile support I could, and we leaned on one another until we were inside the lighthouse.
Good evening. You are listening to the Switchboard, connecting all points in humanity's ongoing voyage into the unknown. I am the host, and it is 17 years since the beginning of the end. In the past 17 years, there has been a steady increase in global supernatural activity. In the past three years, there has been a steady increase in the activity of serial killers worldwide. Long dormant creatures have reared their heads again, for the first time in centuries. Entities we have never imagined have surfaced and melded as if they've always been there. Those who would defend us, always few in number, are falling faster and harder than ever before. The number of us who know these things grow every day. This is the slow unravelling. There is nothing that can be done about it. The world we know is coming to an end. Whether the new world will be better, I cannot say. Humanity will survive. I don't know if I want that, but I believe it. We are too stubborn to let a changing world destroy us. As times grow harsher, we will grow more resilient. More resilient to destruction. We will grow and change as we need. Forever clinging to life by defiant fingernails. I've recently received an unusual amount of information in an email from a listener who wishes to remain anonymous. The listener did not tell me that they wished to remain anonymous in so many words. I'm presuming this as the email was sent from a disposable email account. Whoever you are, thank you. The information you sent seems incredibly valuable. The larger part of this, which I have yet to fully read, seems to be an account of a fishing ship pursued by the Black Freighter. The rest is related to the SMS Fafnir and could explain the origin of the Black Freighter. In 1917, under the orders of Wilhelm II, a Prussian naval vessel was built in the Wilhelmsian Imperial Shipyard. The ship was perfectly ordinary in both design and the materials used to construct it. A Dreadnought-class battleship with large gun emplacements on the, both the fore and the aft. Due to favourable weather and a spate of good luck preventing the usual inevitable delays of such a massive undertaking, construction was finished slightly ahead of schedule. There were no accidents during the construction, no crew were killed or even injured. There is nothing in the construction of the HMS Fafnir to suggest that it is connected with the Black Freighter, except the fact that the SMS Fafnir disappeared entirely shortly after construction was completed. The ship hadn't yet been removed from the dry dock so it was impossible for someone to have simply hijacked the vessel and sailed it away unnoticed. Such an operation would have required flooding the dry dock and opening the gates. Operations that would take far too long and make far too much noise to be accomplished covertly. In any case, when the SMS Fafnir's disappearance was discovered, the dry dock was still dry and the gate still closed. The Prussian Navy and Imperial German Navy spent months searching for the vessel, but no trace of it could be found. There had been no signs of forced entry at the dockyard and none of the construction crew or staff had been reported missing. According to all appearance, the SMS Fafnir had not been stolen. It had simply vanished. 
Oh, this is getting ridiculous now. That's two times busted machine.
And that was the band Temple with their song "Bird Eats Baby." Actually, the band is called Bird Eats Baby. The song is called Temple. Excuse me.、Uh, Who the fuck are you? You with your fucking hair and your raggy clothes? How dare you come in front of me and tell me I'm doing my job wrong? I want a Viking. You get that. I apologise, listeners, for that outburst, and I apologise that once again the signal was lost. We will now conclude our show with the nightly report, as always. Another missing child has been found. This time, young Kevin Mayhew from Yorkshire, England, was discovered on the bank of the Canal Saint Martin in Paris. His body chewed and bones gnawed open. The Paris Metropolitan Police say the child probably drowned in the sea and drifted, being chewed on by aquatic life until he was washed up in the Seine. One of the forensic officers, however, wishes to voice her disagreement with this assessment. She says that for a body to float so far upriver is extremely unlikely. In addition, the bite marks on the body do not match any aquatic animal, or, for that matter, any land animal on record. Have you witnessed a supernatural event? Have you had an encounter with an entity you cannot explain? Do you have vital information for people around the world? If so, I will be happy to relay it. Please send all reports to the host switchboard. All one word at gmail.com. For now, this is the host reminding you: never go at night, never go alone, and always go armed. The Switchboard is a Hog and Dice production, written and directed by Stephen Jack Cullen, with music by Thomas O'Boyle and Kevin McLeod. The voice of the host was Keith Byrne. You can find out more and see our other projects at hogandice.com. This episode's broadcast failure was performed by Anthea West, Ashling McCabe, Stephen Jack Cullen, and Daria Walsh. The song was "Temple" by Bird Eats Baby. You can find out more on their website, birdeatsbaby.co.uk. If you're in Dublin city centre 
and are looking for a place to while away the hours, awaiting the inevitable heat death of the universe, why not drop into the clockwork door? They have a games room, a study room, a fully stocked kitchen, and a board games and reading room. You only have to pay for the time you spend there, and rates start at 8 cent a minute for the first two hours. Find out more at clockworkdoor.ie. If you enjoyed today's episode, maybe you'd also like The Futility of All Things. <laughs>